you got to figure out what your own goals are. You know, there are people who will tell you, you should have a hundred doors and and just a portfolio of $10 million. And I don't care to do that. I, I would like to grow, yes, but I know that my goal is ultimately to keep that location independence and stay at home. And so if any of that growth cut into my ultimate goal, it would all be for nothing. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and we are still in our vacation rental industry takeover week of the Bombshell Business Podcast. And I'm so thrilled to introduce you to several friends and new friends of mine in this industry because it is just the best industry. I mean, it's not better than yours. When I say the best, I just mean like it makes my heart so full. It's full of amazing human beings is very flexible and nimble because it is a growing industry it is um it's a little bit of the wild wild west so you you draw a lot of people who are curious who want to try new things and so i'm just super happy to share every single day this week in between the book direct conference in miami and the verma conference in las vegas which is a vacation rental management association's international conference and um and introduce you to some of these people so you can learn from them not to learn how to have a short-term rental um, business although you'll get pieces of that but just a general overview of what it takes to start and grow a business or lead or culture. I mean, we've covered so many different topics that's applicable to anyone, no matter if you're an entrepreneur or you work for someone else, uh, you're leading, or maybe you're just um, figuring out what you want to do next. I hope that by learning through these amazing super smart, super kind people who always come with a heart of service that um, you'll just get an extra dose this week from an industry that I have become a part of and love. So now that we've kind of recapped what this week is all about, let me tell you about my guest today. Natalie Palmer runs a boutique vacation rental management company, is actively growing her real estate portfolio and hosts no Vacancy, the podcast where she shares her weekly hosting advice. She works closely with Airbnb to set new hosts up for success and loves sharing relatable hosting content. She lives in SoCal, my original home, and manages her mountain listings remotely while staying home with her two children under two. So she's got this whole situation figured out. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Hi, Amber. Thank you so much for having me. So welcome. Um, I was really pumped when we met. And and once I kind of got like a just even a quick snapshot of what you were up to, I'm like, oh my gosh, what a great guest. Like so <laughs> perfect. How many moms are struggling right now with like how like I want to use my brain. I I have all these skills, like I have these talents, but I don't want to sacrifice my motherhood or my quality time with my kids. So I, I love that. But before we even get into that. Can we, well, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you start. Where do you, do you want to begin with like, I had my kids and I had to figure this out or I started my <laughs> vacation rental company and wh where do we want to go from here? Yeah, no, I can, that's, you've given me a lot to work with. Let's okay. jump in. Um, <laughs> but okay. First of all, I'm actually really glad that you touched on that specifically, the idea of the mom who wants to use her creative energy, but you know, still doesn't want to maybe go into the office every single day and doesn't want to take on a whole entire other additional full-time job. 
I really am so happy that vacation rentals have entered my life because growing up, I always remember when people asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I was like, I don't know. I could see myself being a wedding planner, being um, a hotel manager, being a an interior designer, a, a stager, a real estate agent. There were so many different things always pulling me creatively, and I never knew what I would want to commit to. Enter the world of STR, and I feel like it's just the perfect industry for multi-passionate people because you can really... Things. All of the things, yes. <laughs> and it's just been like the most fun way to you know channel all those, all those creative outlets into something. And obviously, when you're you know running a business, there's things you don't want to do. I'm not touching bookkeeping, but I can outsource that part, you know, and and keep the creative parts that I like to do. So, yes, um for anyone listening out there who is kind of feeling lost a little bit the way I did and and you don't know, you feel pulled in these different directions, this is such a cool industry to be part of because you can really even if you don't want to own vacation rentals, go be a designer or a stager for them. There's just mm-hmm. so many different avenues and niches within this industry. Yeah, 100%. And I love that you touched on that because I'm like, oh, that's another reason why I feel like you almost have to have ADD, ADHD to work in the vacation totally. rental industry. <laughs> like even the revenue managers are all like, oh, totally ADD. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I mean, look at place. COVID and stuff. Like if you were not ready to adapt during that time, you're you're done. So yeah. yes, you better yeah. have that, that attention, the hyper, whatever that acronym is. But yeah, you have to have that something that's just going to like keep you on your toes. But like, in an exciting, fun way. Yeah. And and so how did you, so you knew all of these things were a part of the fabric of who you are. And then you also knew like, I'm, I'm not giving up the number one job of mommy. So what was that first step? Like, how did you even decide that vacation rentals were a thing? Like, was a friend doing it? Like, how did you get introduced? Yeah. So it actually happened backwards. I started doing vacation rentals before babies um, and it purely happened by accident. My I grew up in Orange County and I my parents growing up, we had a vacation home in Big Bear, which is oh. for anyone outside of California. Ski it's resort town. In SoCal. OK, there you yeah. go. Anyone from Southern California knows Big Bear, but I know on the big map of ski resorts, everyone thinks of Vail and Park City. So we kind of fall to the wayside. But growing up, we had a home there. And just as me and my sister got older, we weren't using it as often. And whatever it is, I always say I just got that hosting itch. And I was like, Mom, Dad, can I please manage it? I feel like I do a really good job. And they were not about it at first, did not like the idea of strangers sleeping in the place. Uh, But I managed to get them on board. And right off the bat, I just set it up where I was taking a 20% commission for managing. And I didn't even know what managing properties looked like or co-hosting. I just knew Airbnb was this cool, trendy app. I've used it to travel and I could list a place on there. And within one winter season, it just crushed. It was 100% occupied, nonstop, great reviews. So that spring, my parents reinvested in another one and asked me to manage that one for them. And then from there, I just had neighbors and other owners start seeing our reviews and how often we were booked and they asked me to manage. I finally bought my own vacation rental last year, which has been a huge accomplishment, but it took co-hosting and managing eight other properties for four years, for three and a half years before I was able to buy my own. But that's that's like the traditional how I got into the industry story. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I had this property 
and you know my professional management company wasn't really doing it for me and so i thought well i can do that better on my own or i bought it and i automatically started managing it on my own and then my neighbors saw how great mine was and theirs wasn't as good as mine so then they asked me and i think it's really important when you're thinking about a short-term rental a vacation rental those those terms are used interchangeably and people have opinions on which you know, what means what, but well, if you can book something on Airbnb, VRBO, you know, booked or any of those uh, OTAs, online travel agencies, those are all vacation rentals or short term rentals, meaning somebody is not in a one year lease and leasing it, they're leasing it for a night, five nights, maybe 30 nights, whatever. Um, But that the thing about this industry is you do not have to own the real estate. You just have to manage the properties. Yep. So it's the the barrier to entrance is so low, mm-hmm. so low. Um, and and when you're a smart gal like you, who's multi passionate, like obviously you're going to crush it, and then the word's going to get out. So I love that that is your your path. And what what made you like? How did you finally get the courage, the revenue? you know, the extra money, whatever to, to buy your own. Like, why was that important to you? Oh, I can tell you there's a whole story about that. Um, so all the properties actually that I manage are in a condo complex in Big Bear, all in the same spot. And, nice. um, you know, that just helped scale things really quickly. I've got the same cleaner, same handyman and everything. Operations are so dialed in. And in this complex, there was always this one particular unit that, I just loved the location of it, like the direction it's facing of the pool. Like I I liked that, cheesy as it sounds. Um, but there was always a long-term renter in there. For one full year, there was like a chain-smoking grandma who lived there. Um. For After she moved out, there was some guys who smoked hookah every single day there. And then after they moved out for a year, there was somebody who like sold weed and smoked, smoked weed every day. Awesome. And I just knew when it finally got listed... Oh, and it had prior flood damage and stuff. It was just the worst place you could imagine. But that's why I loved it because I I get this insane guilt over like ripping out places that are just nice enough. I don't ever want to tear out something where, you know, it's the cabinets could do. They're not horrible. You know, it's just not to my taste. This place was so bad. I knew that I would get in there guilt free and just rip it down to the studs and and make it my own. And so I had my sights set on this one. The purchase price was amazing because anybody walked in, there was three years worth of different smoke, the smoke smells layered into the walls. And so I just had my sights set on this one. And um, I remember when someone put an offer on it, I was heartbroken. And like 20 days later, something it fell through. And I just was like, we're doing it. We're going convinced my husband. He was like, are you sure it's going to do well? And I was like, yes, we have eight other ones already doing well here. Like we can do this. Perfect concept, babe. Here we go. (laughs) So yeah, that's how the one happened. And that just completely ignited something in me that like, and now ownership is my goal all the way. I want to keep buying more and more. Um, This one was just like such a gem that I knew I could do something really special with it. So I've been a little bit hesitant to jump into a new property just because I had like an attachment to that one and now i feel like i officially have to broaden my horizons and pick you know a new market and a property i'm not as familiar with probably something i'll just see on zillow but i know that's the that's the next step yeah that's so exciting and it's you know i think 
there's so many reasons. Like we could just sit here all day long and be like, these are all the reasons why we love the vacation rental industry. But prior to entering in the industry and having so many customers in it and speaking at all the conferences and that sort of thing. Um, so my background is hospitality. So hotel, food and beverage, event. Then I have the travel industry. I have okay. the construction industry. I have real estate, both on the housing side and the land side and financial services. So like investments, that's, those are basically yeah. all of my verticals and you put them all together. It's the vacation rental industry. Yeah. And then you I don't have, like, know how you don't paper. own. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, yeah, maybe one day we'll, we'll never say yeah. never, but my, my cup runneth over right now, just trying to keep <laughs> the cat straight. So, <laughs> but it is, it's just so cool that, um, you know, so many of those things come together in, in a neat way where you're, it, I don't feel like it's juggling priorities. I think it all cohesively comes together in a very sensible way. Um, so kudos to you for being not just and and no, nothing against anybody who is quote, just a vacation rental manager, but for you to be an owner and an investor, mm -hmm. that's, that's like another level and another level of risk. So yeah, I, I'm going to have to profile you before, like we won't do it on the show, but after I'll have to send you a, a link. I want to know your behavioral profile because I've oh. got my ideas. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I would love to, is this like a personality test? It's like I'm a little called... six minute test. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Sign me up. I love those kind of things. Okay. <laughs> And then maybe we're in Vegas. I can like read your tea leaves or whatever. But yeah. um, so, all right. So let's, we, we've kind of talked about what got you in the industry, why the industry is amazing, how you've grown and scaled it. And that was, gosh, we could probably have like five episodes just on that. So also <laughs> be sure that if you're super interested and wanting to learn more about that, she has a weekly podcast, No Vacancy, the podcast. So you can go deeper. I want to dive in now. Um because if there's anyone who understands juggling like paying the bills and being a mom is the teen mom right here so um tell me walk me through so then we brought humans into this situation yes. that <laughs> depend on me to stay alive <laughs> and be loved yeah. and yes. formed beautiful attachment styles with as much as limited you know childhood trauma as possible <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the goal, right? Right. We won't always get it right, but we're going to try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mine mine are little. I've got a 22-month-old and a, I forget, 7-month-old. They're 15 months apart. That's all wow. I know. And um, yeah, so two, two under two, I always say. And, um, you know, so, so far, I don't think I've seen any... Uh, trauma that I may have inflicted on them come out. <laughs> That'll probably happen in the in the teenage years, God forbid. Um, but yeah, it's been really cool. Like, gosh, I, I have so many friends now too, who are now starting to have kids. And they I see like when their maternity leave ends, and they have to go back to work. And it's, you know, for some people, I know so many moms cannot wait for the day maternity leave ends. And, and mm -hmm. that's, you know, what fuels them is going back to work. And that's really where they feel like themselves. Uh, but I've just seen so many friends who don't have that luxury and they they would prefer to stay home, but they can't. And that is really heartbreaking. And that has really fueled me lately is, you know, I had everything kind of set up before I had kids and I am I'm so grateful that I that I built a business I could do from home. And that's a huge driving factor for me now is I just want people who uh, my audience is mostly women. And if you have on your radar at all being a stay at home mom or 
figuring out a way to to work from home and kind of create your own business by the time you have kids, come find me and reach out to me because there's just so many avenues you can do with this business like we already touched on um, to to make it your own and be as hands-on or hands-off as you want to. Yeah, I love that. Now now I'm like, there's I'm like, hmm, bombshell business and women staying at home in the vacational industry. We might have to have a sidebar conversation while we're in Vegas. <laughs> um so I love that. Now tell me about the day-to-day because your and, and this could be for dads too. Like dads are definitely doing the same gig. Um, but I wanna know what are the pain points and how do you address those pain points when you have two kids under two and they're crying or they're sick or, you know, God knows they're probably both sick at the same time or real close and it's going around the house and and then you have, you know, something blow up at one of your units and like, how do you navigate that? Yeah. Good question. So for me, and I don't want to get too in the weeds on, you know, operations. I know not all your listeners are in the vacation rental industry, but for me, the biggest thing has been I am so diligent and thorough with the setup process of each property and really take the time to write like very, very detailed house manuals and, you know, put labels in places where I can answer questions, write a really detailed listing description. And just doing something like that takes away so much of the questions that I get asked every day. Um, automating your messages, there's a lot you can do to you know, kind of remove yourself from having to be on call 24-7. However, of course, there are days when the heater is broken and it's snowing outside and I have to call someone to fix it. Um, I I don't know what it is, but I think that my girls, as young as they are, almost have like a sixth sense. I hang out with them all day, but when shit hits the fan and I have to go call an HVAC guy or an appliance repair guy, all of a sudden they can just like entertain each other and be fine for 30 minutes. Oh I, my gosh. That's I don't know amazing. if that's just me, but I just, I feel like they almost like, I don't know, maybe we're just a very intuitive family, but th- like in moments where it's like crisis hits, I have not found it to be a huge issue to step away. Um, I think I really try to be present when I, when work is not calling me that in the moments when I have to drop what I'm doing, it's, there's kind of an understanding there. I love that. I love, love, love that. And I think most of our kids adapt. Like, I mean, what a bizarro life my kids had when I was a celebrity event planning planner. I mean, I I was like, Hey, Britt, you want to come with me tonight? It's going to be Jessica Simpson. I'm going to Natalie's for pizza (laughs) in a movie. Like she couldn't care less. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, it's just too good for Jessica Simpson. (laughs) I don't have time for Jessica Simpson today. You go do your thing, mom. And, and, you know, but it, what you create normal, I'm the daughter of a drummer. Like my dad traveled the world, you know, with played with all kinds of different names. I won't name drop, but, um, that was just so normal to me. Like, that's just, you don't know any difference. And so if your kids don't know any different and you make it safe and normal for them, that this is just what we do in this family, then it, it doesn't get weird. Um, not that you don't have hard times. So I want to hear about this women's STR conference. Who are you planning Um, that with? And how did that come about? Yes, um, I'm planning that with Tatiana Taylor-Tate, who is another just absolute powerhouse in the vacation rental industry. Um, Another one you should totally connect with too. And she'll be at Verma as well with us. But me and her just connected over Instagram. She's also a short-term rental coach, educator, interior designer, and... uh, Somehow, I think we just recognized in each other that we were meant to 
team up and and do greater things in this industry. And so we are planning a all women's short-term rental summit in Scottsdale in February, um, which I'm so excited about. I not to not to bash any of the other industry conferences out there, but I have noticed a running theme where everyone will stand on stage and talk about how important it is to have a nicely designed short-term rental and how important guest experience is for your short-term rental. And then you look around and these are the most lackluster events I've ever seen. There's like no stage design, just endless rows of, of you know, vendor booths with, with nothing drawing you in. And I think uh, we both kind of recognized like if, if we are standing on stage preaching these values, we need to put that forward in in our own events. And so I'm very excited. We've got secrets and stuff I don't want to show yet, but our our stage design and just the whole event layout is going to... Female-centric. Um, so female-centric. <laughs> and that's the other thing. Because it's all women, we just like had permission to go so girly. It'll be purple and pink and... um like cute cursive fonts everywhere tons of mean girls quotes like <laughs> I love you know, it. it's just gonna be like it's i don't know I, i'm so excited to just have to have a girls weekend where we're still gonna learn so much and i really want to drill into the perspective that women bring into this industry so many of these events i go to i will hear uh you know see a married couple that attends together which i love seeing when couples are both in the industry together and the husband will be there talking about acquisition, where he's where he's getting his next deal, how many doors he has, uh, how big his real estate portfolio is. And then I always see the wife saying, oh, yeah, I'm the one who designs it and actually gets people in the door and gets people to stop their scroll and book the place. Mm -hmm. I'm the one responding to guests and making sure we get five-star reviews so we can keep doing this. And a lot of people gloss over that side of it. It's, and that's like you know, the driver. That's totally the driver. And I think that as women, that's the part that we excel at. Uh, the other thing, too, is that women are the ones that are booking vacation rentals overall. And even when I have a man who books my place, almost always he says, hey, my wife loved your place and asked me to book this one. So I've just seen I think women are the you know secret force behind this industry and we need more spaces for for us here to dominate. Well, and I know that's, you know, the very first conference that I ever spoke at in this industry was Vera Mentel's, it's the industry magazine's Women's Summit. And the five men who were there <laughs> were all like, whoa, <laughs> this is what happens when women are in charge of a conference. Like, what is oh, happening right now? Like, the food was amazing. It was a sexy set. Like, the vibe was so different and it was all almost all female presenters. I feel like there might've been two men on a panel um, got to go, I think, but Annie and Alex, I'm sure you know them, the Annie and Alex show they'll be on this week as well. They brought them in um, to have an OTA discussion, but um, it was just, they were like, it's so crazy how much of this industry is driven by women and yet mm -hmm. the structure and the thought leaders and, you know, and, and I'll, I'll just, you know, for those who are listening, who are women in the industry, you know, I've said this since the day I met you in 2020 sometime at the beginning, um, you got to step up, you got to step up and you have the ability to write articles and you have the ability. And let's just open this up to any industry. Yeah. <laughs> you got to step up. 
You have the ability to post thoughtful things on LinkedIn at least once a week. You have the ability to submit an article to your industry's industry magazine. You have the ability to submit a session at your national conference and present to people. And there's so many resources now. If you can Google or YouTube something, you can learn how to do any of this stuff, even Mm -hmm. if you're introverted. So don't let, and this is not knocking men, my guys know I love them to death. I am a daddy's girl. I am a boy mom. I'm best brothers on the planet. Most of my best friends are guys, actually. So this isn't about elevating men at the expense or elevating women at the expense of men. It's about elevating women to the benefit of all. Mm -hmm. And when you get that feminine energy brought in and it's honored, that malleable creative energy, and you pair that with the masculine energy, and some of us have both, all of us have both, but it's just like, which one's, you know, a little bit heavier when you, when you pair that with that GSD action taking, you know, like mergers and acquisitions energy with that creative limitless potential energies, um, you have this beautiful thing that you can offer and the get it done attitude, put those two things together. You're unstoppable. So I just love that you pulled that out and you talked about the differences because one's not better. It's just different and it takes all, right? I mean, it's a perfect compliment. You know, actually, my husband's a full-time teacher and I wish that he would leave and help do this business with me because like I opened up in this episode, I've been really held back for uh, purchasing a new property because I think I like I said, I had an emotional attachment to that one. So it was a very easy decision. And now acquiring the next one, for some reason, I have some mental hang up about a property I'm unfamiliar with. And when I do see couples at events together, and I see that, you know, men are really the go-getters, they just get pre-approved and, and put down a down payment and that's it. They don't give it a second thought. And I see the way that the, you know, that the genders can complement each other here. And I, totally everything you just said i 100 percent resonate with and back it i don't want to elevate any gender over you know at the of course of not it's I not take it's all complementary but i think we really have such a unique skill set and and set of strengths that we bring to this industry or any for that matter and i i want it to be showcased more i really do yeah and and to be real like most conferences are geared towards businessmen it's just what it is. And and so to have a conference just for women where you can speak into the spirits of women and you can go that additional relational level that we crave so much and you can tap into that creativity and that sort of thing. Not that men aren't creative because they are, um, but we just do things differently. So to be able to say, okay, I mean, when I did, um, this was still, I don't even think we were allowed to have events yet um, or like it wasn't like CDC approved, but in my group coaching programs, um, I had two different going at the same time and they were just burnt out and I could see it on their faces. I'm like, what do you guys need? Like, we've been doing this virtually. What do you need? Do you need to go to the beach? And everybody's like, yeah, we need to go to the beach. So we were one of the first groups to come through Hotel Effie in San Destin, outside of um, Destin and Miramar, uh, Florida. And all bets were off. There were no filters. Um, we tapped into everything from business to leadership, to spirituality, to limiting beliefs, to, you know, just tapping into your greatness. And it was just insane. Like no one left there, the same human being that walked in. And I'm, I'm 
speaking that over your event, I know that's going to happen. I can just feel it from what you're bringing to the table. I know that's going to happen for you. And you can't do that when you have the distractibility of another gender that looks at things differently. Amber, you just gave me chills saying that. Um, Actually, there was a short-term rental conference I went to earlier this year, which I loved it. I'm going again next year. Shout out. It's the Short-Term Rental Wealth Conference in Nashville. Yeah. And um, I only have good things to say about that one, but I want to bring this one up because uh, after the event, I remember we went out, we were in Nashville and just talking to people about what was your highlight of the week, you know, or what was your favorite session? Every single person said that Mike, who was the founder of the event, his mindset talk was the most motivational one. And that was the thing that they were going to walk away with. And at one point I heard Mike say that he wasn't going to do it. And his wife convinced him to do that talk and how important it would be. And it's just crazy. You know, if, if he didn't have, if she hadn't stuck her neck out to just, you know, push him to do that. And mindset, a lot of this was a very, I think the room was probably 70% men. A lot of them would scoff at mindset. And I mean, every single person I talked to was saying that that was what they got the most out of. So yes, we do have a place, even if it's, I know Amber said, you know, go write the LinkedIn article, even if you're still too shy for that, just speak have your voice be heard because in his case it was really just his wife giving him that final push to go do it and that made i mean how many lives do you think were transformed just from him giving that speech so you know it it doesn't always have to be you being in the spotlight but do not shy away from having your voice be heard uh, by any means you so 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 belong and you have something valuable to say 100 percent, and even just like I mean, I'm sitting here going like, you've got some chutzpah, like you've, um, I'm sorry, I'll be corrected by every Jewish friend I have, chutzpah, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> um, you know, you convinced your parents, then you were able to influence your neighbors, like what you have put into the world. Then you made babies, you brought babies into the world and you're birthing <laughs> these these vacation rentals. And then your natural energetic connection to this one unit led you there. And then, and then you said, but I've got this hang up. So it goes back to mindset. Mm-hmm. Every time it goes back to mindset, like in my mind, I'm not an investor. Like in my mind, I'm not like, what if this isn't the greatest, you know, where a man is going to be like, I'm going to jump and hope that my, you know, backpack actually has the parachute in it. Like that's kind of a different. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> they're more like shoot than aim. And we're like, aim, make sure that we 100% know the direction that there are no ways that this can go wrong because women actually, and scientifically women make decisions based on what went wrong in the past. So we're always mitigating risk. Men make decisions about where they want to go into the future. And sometimes they forget about the past. So when you're both making decisions and they're, that's so different, not to mention that men have more confidence strictly from testosterone levels and hormones and the way that our brains are wired and how it all happens. We don't have time to get into all of that, (laughs) but inherently men are more decisive and action risk takers. Then you have people like me who have a ton of masculine energy and probably way more testosterone than an average woman should have. I take a lot of risks, but that's not normal. Like my, Mm -hmm. my son always says, like you're an anomaly mom. That's not normal. Um, but can you get a learned behavior around that? Can you say, okay, I'm going to come up with a formula 
of this is a good decision for my business if it meets these markers. It doesn't have to be perfect. I just need it to meet these markers. And if it meets that formula, then I can have the confidence to go forward. Would that be fair? Can I challenge you? I want you to buy a property in the next 18 months. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> challenge accepted. Yes. Um, I actually would love to close on one this year for those tax purposes. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're cutting it close, but uh, we'll see what I can what I can whip out here in the next few months. Yeah. Um, but that was, yeah, that was just so... Oh, I feel like I could talk to you forever. Everything <laughs> you're saying is like articulating things I've had in in my mind. But I love what you said about, you know, kind of just having the benchmarks. It doesn't necessarily have to be a home run, but as long as these things are met, am I going to be okay? And that's another thing to tie back to vacation rentals. I really feel that there is almost no risk at all in this industry. If you start a vacation rental and for some reason it's just not booking as well, convert it to a midterm rental convert it to a long-term rental, flip it and resell it, just hold it as a long-term real estate investment. There are so many ways you could fall back on it that I really do feel like there's not a lot of risk involved. Um, you know, it's a growing asset if you decide to just ditch that market, sell it or use the equity from that to finance another deal. And so um, maybe I'm just saying this right now to convince myself <laughs> to eliminate that risk. But That's I always awesome. teach this stuff, you know, that there I really don't see that there is a ton of risk in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but here I am and I and I start second guessing myself as well. So well, we're so good at that. And men are too. It, it's so funny because, you know, we act like men don't have and and all my bombshell boys, especially those in the industry, I know you're listening. So you know how much I love you. Um, but I also know gentlemen, bombshell boys, that you have your own insecurities. You just maybe don't talk about them as freely as girls do when we get a mimosa in our hands. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, guys are not without their own inner critic. They're not without their own childhood wounds that come up and bite them in the butt. Um, you know, it's really more about the action that we take, I think, that and, and less about what's actually noodling around in our brains. Um, but I, th- I mean, Natalie, I think you are such a great example of what a bombshell is all about. And that is a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman in business and unwaveringly confident, meaning it's not that I'm 100% confident all the time. It's just that when I get knocked down, I stand back up and I go, I go it again. And I just, I knew it when we met, um, we're in this, like, I hate even using this term, but this is influencer group that we're both in. <laughs> gross. <laughs> I know it feels so gross, I, but I know it's a term that people understand. So but that's how like, I met you. So that's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And good for Mark for putting us all in there because I've yes. met some amazing people and I think we're lots of good things are going to come out of that group. But, um, what part before we tell everybody, like, how to get a hold of you and all that kind of stuff. What parting piece of advice do you have for our bombshells today? I'm really happy to share this advice. Um, you know, when I started doing short-term rentals a few years ago, the big thing I always carried with me was create spaces that I want to be in, create mm. spaces that I would want to stay in. And I use that mantra kind of specifically to short-term rentals. And just recently, I kind of reflected and realized I've done that completely outside of just my Airbnbs, my podcast. I created a podcast that I would want to listen to. My conference, I'm creating a space that I would want to attend. And I've really realized that that's, uh, if you feel that there is like something lacking or, you know, uh, back again to the LinkedIn article that you want to be reading, go create it. Create the spaces that you want to be in. 
You just gave me goosies. That's so good. I love that. We usually are our best ideal customer mm-hmm. because why do you, you get into things to solve problems and they're traditionally the problems that you're sick of and then come to find out lots of people are sick of it too. They just didn't have it to actually go, you know, create a business around it. So that's amazing advice. So let's see. First of all, you definitely want to uh, subscribe to listen to and leave a rating and review for the No Vacancy podcast. Yes, please. Um, Yeah, so (laughs) important. Like I would have never been able to grow this podcast if it wasn't for just all the generous people who stopped and and helped trip that logarithm. So if you listen to her podcast and you love it, give her an honest rating and review. Um, You can also reach her at hostwithnatalie.com. And you are on Instagram at underscore Natalie Palmer. Um, and all of that will be in the show notes as well. Is there anything else that um, let's talk about um, your level up your listing women's summit in Scottsdale. Yeah. Stop it. One of my favorite cities ever. How did yes. people find out about that? Levelupyourlistingsummit.com is the link you'll go to. Um, or if you find me on Instagram or the podcast or any of those other places, Amber just told you, you'll hear about it. Don't worry, I will be spamming it endlessly for the next few months. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm so stoked. It's in Scottsdale. It's uh, the moment we decided it was going to be an all women's event. We knew we had to do a bachelorette party destination and just somewhere that's got so many fun, girly, feminine bars and everything. So uh, our venue is right in the heart of Old Town. And I'm just so oh. excited to wrap up the conference and go and just continue networking and uh, dancing and drinking. It's going to be such a great time. Wonderful. I love that. You're such a creator. I knew that I was drawn to you for a reason. (laughs) Well, Bombshell, I hope that you got as much out of that conversation as I did back to doing the things that you want for yourself. Um, Thank you for letting me indulge in in some of these conversations so that um, everyone can take lessons from it. Um, Be like Natalie, take risks, even if you're uncomfortable, make it a calculated risk, find that formula um, decide what your values are. You know, it was important for Natalie to work from home, to to be location independent. And so she created this. And even if you're not interested in, you know, throwing something on Airbnb and seeing how it goes uh, or creating a full-fledged, you know, individually branded where people book direct through your vacation rental management company, just like you saw with um, uh, moving mountains and Robin Craig. And I don't know how all these are going to be this in the week, but you'll, you'll hear from him. Um, decide what you want as a human being, what life do you want? Okay. Now that you know what kind of life that you want, how do you create the environments personally, professionally in order to feed that life? I mean, that's really at the end of the day, what it's about. Wouldn't you agree? A hundred percent. Yeah. You got to figure out what your own goals are. You know, there are people who will tell you, you should have a hundred doors and and just a portfolio of $10 million. And I don't care to do that. I, I would like to grow. Yes. But I know that my goal is ultimately to keep that location independence and stay at home. And so if any of that growth cut into my ultimate goal, it would all be for nothing. For somebody else's dream, not for your mm-hmm. lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100% agreed. Yeah. I, I joke sometimes because people like, you know, they want my speaking fee to be like next to nothing. And I'm like, I am not leaving my dual Tempur-Pedic adjustable bed <laughs> or my adorable Kabapoo puppy who looks like a teddy bear for that amount of money. And it's not because I don't want to help you, but like, it doesn't make sense for what I want for my life. And I use those as funny jokes, but you know, 
if if you're going to do something, make sure that it's in alignment with um, who you want to become. I'll leave it there. So with that bombshell, please, please, please go check out her podcast. And while you're noodling wherever you are in your podcast preference um, of your apps, leave us a rating and review, hop onto YouTube, um, like it, share it, subscribe, and make sure that you're staying up with this week. We're learning so many different things. Yes, it's based in the vacation rental, short-term rental industry, but the lessons are for everyone. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out thebombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.